Do you guys think this is going to be like a low scoring or like a high scoring game? Low scoring for me. I don't think it's going to be that much high scoring. I don't see the offense putting up 20 this week. But I think um, definitely it's going to be a low scoring game. Uh, I have a very different opinion about that. I think uh, the Broncos come out big. I think that we blow them out. Broncos Avenue Podcast. I'm your host as always, Amir Farrell, with my co-host Jordan Mackey, a.k.a. J. Mack and Jordan Lopez, with another episode at you guys to preview, unfortunately, man, the last game of the Denver Broncos season, man. I I know it's been a rough season. The Broncos didn't make the playoffs, man, but it was a, it was fun, man, covering the team with you guys all the weeks and previewing every episode this season. So sad that it's already ending, but a very exciting episode today. We got a lot to talk about, storylines for this game, the biggest things to be excited about. Um, I, I don't know about everybody else, but I'm super excited about this game. It's Raiders week. I hate the Raiders with a passion, so looking forward to this one. We're going to go over the injury report, keys to victory, player of the game predictions, and score predictions at the very end. So make sure if you're listening on YouTube, like the video, subscribe to the channel as always, turn notifications on so you never miss an episode, and please show support everywhere, um, wherever you're listening to uh, this episode of the Broncos Avenue podcast. But with that being said, Jim Jordan, how are you guys doing, man? I'm doing good. Uh, I can't really complain. Uh, been able to watch some really good NBA basketball um, until the NFL comes back. Um, I'm just really excited for today's games. <clears throat> Texans versus Colts are going to be a good one. It's a literally a winning get in, so I can't wait for it. NBA is good. NFL is heating up. We're about to uh, get some really good uh, playoff games in, even though the Broncos won't be in it. But Sean Payne has another streak to break. So he's going to break this uh, Raiders streak that's been going on. So speaking of streaks, let's go ahead and jump right into it. Biggest storylines. Um, and for this game, by the way, just quick little preview. 8-8 Denver Broncos at the 7-9 Las Vegas Raiders on Fox. Been a while since we played at Fox. Uh, Two twenty-five Mountain Time, four twenty-five Eastern. Raiders have won seven straight against the Broncos. I saw that yesterday. I was like, "It's really been seven straight." That's some bull crap. We need to break that starting tomorrow. Um, seven straight can't handle. Uh, can't take that from the Raiders, man. Got to break that streak. Hopefully, Sean Payton um, breaks that streak with the Broncos tomorrow. Jared Sinem also. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Just sit him revenge game, baby. Super excited for it. I'm hoping he pours it on, lets it rip out there. Just go out there and play some backyard football, man. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping he, he lets it rip, uh, plays a great game against the Raiders. Um, we'll go dive into our keys to victory later in the episode. Also, round four of Devontae Adams versus PS2. Um, I think uh, PS2 is winning it right now, two to one. Hopefully, extends that lead a little bit. Yeah, I'm hoping he does too. I'm just ready for the streak to be over. I know everybody wants us to lose for the draft pick, but I don't like you said. I can't stand the Raiders, so this is one of those games where I want us to end this streak. And uh, if we if we're able to end this streak and the cheat streak in the same season, it's still a W. Finish with a running record at least nine and eight, and uh, that's just that's what I want. I mean. Shit, if it, if it costs us three picks, you know, uh, three draft spots, I don't care. Beat the Raiders, finish nine and eight. Yeah, I think it was even last year, too, that, like, everyone wanted, like, the Texans to lose to get a better draft pick. But they won, like, the last game of the season, which hurt their draft pick. But they still ended up getting C.J. Stroud. So I'm not really in that camp of lose so we can get a better draft pick. It doesn't matter. Um, they can move around the draft all they want. There's different ways to move, but I want the streak to end. Champagne's going to end it. I'm confident in that. He already did it with the Chiefs. And also, if we win, first winning season, like forever, it seems like. So it's another positive to take away from it. Yeah, exactly. For all the people, you know, talking about Tank the last game, I mean, I think the very best scenario for all the games this week, the Broncos get the 11th pick. It's like at that point, you're still going to have to trade up if you want to get a quarterback anyway. So, like, you might as well just take the dub this week. Like, in my opinion, the Raiders fan base, one of the worst, by far the worst fan base in the NFL. Can't stand them. Um, the Raiders organization, I have a lot of things to say. We can have a whole episode talking about why they're a poverty organization. So I'm I'm looking forward to the, uh, this game so much, man. It's it's every single time we play the Raiders. People are a little bit more, uh, they they like to talk a little bit more on Instagram and Twitter with uh, Raiders fans and everything. It, it's just fun, man. It's rival week. I'm, I'm excited. So um, you mentioned uh, Broncos can get their first winning season since 2016. Another thing to be excited about for this game. Um, according to Mario Vitanze, this is the last game the Broncos will be playing in their uh, current uniform. So, also that's a big thing, man. Uh, it's, it's history. Last game in the uniform. So, Broncos uh, get, apparently, according to Mario, are guaranteed to get uh, new uniforms starting uh, in the 2024 season. Also, kind of an emotional one. Javante's first game in Allegiant Stadium since he tore his ACL in 2021. So. Um, looking for him to looking for him to have a big game. I know he's been under a lot of uh, criticism in the last four or five weeks. Um, he definitely has not put up the best numbers. Fans obviously they love seeing production over anything else. Um, this is like I said, his first injury or his, excuse me, his first game in that stadium since the injury. So going to be an emotional return for him. Um, looking for him to have a big game. So a lot of a lot of stuff to be excited about in this game. 
Yeah, the Javante one is very interesting. I'm glad you brought up that he's been taking a lot of slack. I have no reason. I mean, I don't know why people are hating on Javante the way they are, but it is what it is. But I think, yeah, now that's that's a huge story for him. I think this is a game where um, it's definitely going to be in the back of his mind. Like, this is the same turf that I literally blew out my knee. So I think he's going to try to – I think he might try to play with a little bit of caution, but I think they'll calm him down and he'll be able to go. But – um. I'm just ready for. I'm just ready. I'm just. Ready, I just really want to beat the Raiders. I'm sorry. This is like another one of those games, and it, it'll be good to end the season off on a good high note. You don't want to go and like you said with the jerseys. You know, it, a lot of stuff is coming to an end. So you know, you want to end it off on at least a good note. You know, nine and eight going to the off season with your head high instead of eight and nine, and you still got that Raider streak going on. And you know, it's, it's going to be a lot of players' last games too. So hopefully, the Broncos yeah. can end this off on the um, definitely on a good high note. Yeah. It's also going to be interesting seeing most of the guys coming back healthy. I know a lot of players had the flu uh, last game. The flu bug was going around. Carla Sutton's back. So Stidham has his weapons now nearly 100%. It yes. looks like everyone is healthy on that standpoint. So it's going to be uh, very interesting to see how he, uh, you know, plays with uh, all of his guys uh, nearly healthy. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. Like Jay Mack mentioned also, it could be Judy's last, like me and Jordan were talking about earlier this week, this could be Judy's last game. This could be Bull's last game. This could be several other players' last game that have been on the Broncos for quite some time. Josie Jewell has been here six years. This could be his last game. So um, looking forward to it. Uh, Broncos injury report for this game, like Jordan uh, touched on. Baron Browning will be back for this game, as well as Marvin Mims Jr. and Quentin Sun. Three just huge additions back to the defense. Uh, Mike Purcell, who was a little bit, uh, he was with, on rest, as well as Samaj Piran this week. They will both play. Um, Josie Jewell uh, had a little bit of a back issue. He'll play in this game. Uh, Mike McGlinchey is going to be out for this game. So, kind of interesting. I think they'll they'll have Cam Fleming, I believe, but we could get some looks at uh, Mike um Palcheski, Alex Palcheski this week. So honestly, this could be like last year where in the last game we got a good look at Jaquan McMillan and he ended up making the team and then becoming a huge player for the team. So obviously we had McGlinchey on the roster, so Alex Palcheski won't be able to have a, tra a trajectory like that. But maybe, who knows, a left tackle, he could become something. I like him a lot more at right tackle just because he's played that all at Illinois, but – um, we could get a look at, at Palcheski this week. He's going to be the designated backup for uh, Cam Fleming. So I'm unfortunate McGlinchey won't be able to go for this one, but interested to see how McGlinchey um, or, excuse me, Palcheski looks. For the Raiders injury report, uh, Josh Jacobs will not be playing, so it'll be uh, Zamir White for them. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Um, the, uh, Brandon Faison, uh, their cornerback, is out. Um, or, excuse me, he's questionable with the illness. Um, Colton Miller is going to play, um, tight end Michael Meyer, their second round pick is going to be out of, uh, of this game. Um, Malcolm Koontz is going to play in this one. Their defensive end is at a really good season. Um, full, their fullback, Jacob Johnson is going to be questionable. And that is all for the Raiders, um, injury report keys to victory boys. 
I think number one for me this week, what I'm looking at is just like the offense against their defense because their defense has just been on a tear lately. The Raiders are eighth in the NFL in points allowed per game this season with 19.8. And the last eight games, they are first in the NFL with 16.3 points per game allowed. I mean, they've been really, really good lately, especially since Antonio Pierce has taken over. So um, I think number one for Jarrett Sidham this week is taking what the defense gives you, creating opportunities for yards after catch. The Raiders are 10th in the NFL with 211 yards passing per game allowed, but they're 28th in the NFL in completion percentage allowed at 67.2%. So I think Sidham, I want to see him play some backyard football, maybe take some deep shots, but I don't. I kind of want to just see him use Jerry Judy and ISO, use Marvin Mims a little bit and intermediate. Sutton as well. Get him on those slants again. He was doing really, he was really effective with that. Um, not only the beginning of this season, but even last year. Like get him uh those some of those slant targets as well. Obviously, give him those 50-50 opportunities. But um I, I'm really excited for Sidham this week. I think even though it's a, a solid secondary as of um, you know, they're in a hot streak right now, but I think Sidham could take advantage of them. I mean, like you said in his uh, press conferences this week, he practiced against them every single week last year. So yeah, I would say my uh, biggest key to victory, you got to find a way to stop Max Crosby from just disrupting the game all around, disrupting the run game, getting after it in the past, and no McGlinchey is going to make it even more hell for whoever it is. Um, I'm I'm expecting him to chip Max Crosby. They got to chip him every play. There, it can't be one play where you do one-on-one with him and Cam Fleming. He's just going to destroy the game and try to get a strip sack off of Jerry Stidham. And um, I don't know if, if, if uh, any of you guys watch Hard Knocks, but they got to be ready for the mental games that Max Crosby plays on quarterbacks. The the constantly after every play, running into a guy, just making it seem like he's always there, even when he's not. So definitely, you gotta if you're able to contain Max Crosby, you can you can have your way with the defense. But he one of the best players in football. So and with Ima Glinchy, it's gonna be a tough task. Yeah, yeah, Crosby is one of my favorite players. Uh, my biggest key to victory is keeping the trend alive. And what I mean by trend is the our defense has been allowing 12.2 points per game against division opponents, which is pretty uh, awesome to see, especially that Herbert and Mahomes is in our division. So keeping that uh, a trend should be a good thing against the Raiders. Holding them under 12 points would be awesome. I think we'd win the game easily. But Keep them, keeping them in, like in the teens, I think, would uh, also win us this game in the 17 range, 16. I think it's an easy dub for the Broncos. But, yeah, keeping that trend alive and uh, playing good defense is uh, going to win us this game. Yeah, and J-Mac, to your point, Chris Manners is also out of this game, our, bless, our best blocking tight end. So Broncos, with Ahmed Glinchy as well, they're going to have to be – maybe even triple teaming uh, Max Crosby at some points. Like we've, we've seen a lot of offensive lines and offenses do that with the best pass rushers in football. Like they genuinely will have to triple team them at times. Um, Especially in like on deep plays, like this is another reason why the Broncos kind of have to use the intermediate and short parts of the field. Like, especially on deep plays, like Max Crosby is going to get home. Like he's going to get some type of pressure, even a quarterback at quarterback hit at the very least. So that's also why you can't always just take the deep shots because he's going to be in the backfield like very often. So um, that's just the story of it. So looking forward uh, for Cam Fleming having a big day, hopefully. Uh, number two for me, uh, maintaining a balanced offensive attack is going to be important this one. I think um, not being too predictable at times is going to be important because 
Uh, they're going to be ready. Uh, defensive coordinator Patrick Graham for the Raiders. Um, I'm sure they have done their extensive work. They, he's been really, really good for them uh, after their, their bye week midseason. Um, emphasizing the run, I think, will be important this game as well, not just the pass. The Raiders are 22nd in the NFL in rushing yards uh, per game allowed, 19 in yards per attempt allowed. Um, I want to see uh, Jalil McLaughlin get a little bit more involved in the run game this week. He's been on a tear lately. Uh, last year, last uh, week, he had eight carries for 44 yards. Um, so maybe around like 10 carries at least this week. Um, not so much like in the receiving game. Obviously, he picked up a good amount of yards, but I want to see him get a little bit more involved in the run game. And uh, man, don't be surprised if him and Javante have a, a solid game this week. I'm I'm looking for a big bounce back for Javante this week. Yeah, for my second key to victory um, is definitely limit the Raiders' offense, make them one-dimensional. I mean, Aiden O'Donnell, I give him credit where credit is due. He's been playing really well. And uh, last week, Devontae Adams, I don't know if anybody really knows this and saw this stat, he had 21 targets last week. 21 <laughs> targets. That ain't happened at um, too. Jacoby Myers had 10, so you're going to have to find a way to make the offense a little bit more one-dimensional. They have been running the football well, even without Jacobs, but I think you can, if you can find a way to take Devontae out of this game, which I think we can, um, and find a way, because last time we played him, Jacoby Myers had a field day on us. He had a damn near career day on us, uh, and the problem's been fixed, so hopefully we won't see, you know, that – crazy of a game from him because he basically won the game for the Raiders the last time. I'll give yeah. his credit. He single-handedly beat us. Um, but I think that's the main thing. You got to just make sure Aiden O'Donnell's calm. Hope he doesn't throw for 300 yards and 30 completions, only taking two sacks. Um, how you do it is, I mean, Sertan's going to do his best on Devontae. I'm not saying he's going to hold him to completely anything, uh, nothing, but he's going to do his job. But you got to get pressure on Aiden O'Donnell. Whether that be a whole bunch of blitz looks, get Drew Sanders in the game, drop him down on some blitzes, but you got to get pressure on him because you don't want him starting their ball out to any to any one of those two guys in Devontae Adams or uh, Jacoby Myers. And that plays into my biggest thing now with my key to victory is forcing takeaways, getting takeaways against Aiden O'Connell. I mean, if we can't get at least one interception to two interceptions and then cause a fumble here and there, a strip sack, I mean, then we're going to be in some trouble. We've been really good on the turnover margin. The Raiders have not. So I'm expecting a big game from the defense again. I mentioned in my first key to victory, but now my second is just forcing a lot of takeaways, forcing a lot of turnovers. I'm expecting a big game out of PS2. I'm expecting Justin Simmons, which there was a report the other day. Who knows if this is his last game as a Bronco or not, but I'm, ex I'm expecting him to get at least an interception in this game. But I'm expecting a, a very, very big day from the defense. Holy shit. Getting spicy, baby. I'm so excited this week, man. Jared Sidham, uh, Supremacy. That's all I got to say. Um, let's go ahead and jump into player of the game predictions. Um, starting off with the offense, I don't. I hope every single – let me choose my words, words carefully here before everybody gets on my ass. Every single nice person watching this show that ever criticized Javante Williams, you're watching this. I got him for my damn player of the game this week in the stadium that he tore his ACL. He comes back and has a huge game, shuts all you up, has all the momentum going into the offseason. The offensive line finally has a good, a great run blocking game in a while. Um, even though it's a great, uh, it's a great, great matchup with the Raiders defensive line. I have Javante Williams 
going over for like 70 rushing yards this week. Um, I, I really like um, his chances to bounce back this week. And um, Jalil McLaughlin, I, I like I like him in this game a lot. My alternate pick would be like Marvin Mims. I, for whatever reason, I just have that feeling that him and Jared Siddham could like explode in this game for whatever reason. Like you saw what they did in the preseason. Um, I saw a little bit what they did in training camp. Like that, I really, I really think that him and Javante could have a big game this week. Yeah, I was going to go with Marvin Mims, but I'm going to go the easier route. Um, guys that I actually think are, are going to get playing time this week. Um, I'm going to go with Jerry Judy. I think he – I don't know if he has some incentives that he needs to hit for bonuses or whatever, but I'm going to just go with him. He was uh, Stidham's arguably – I think he was his most targeted guy last week. Um, I'm going to go with him this week. I think this is an easier matchup against a little bit of an easier secondary with the Raiders. I think Jerry Stidham's going to find him a lot. More than we've seen this season. I mean, he had six targets last week. I expect him to get somewhere around that same number, maybe even a little bit more. So I'm going to go Jerry Judy. Well, it looks like two of us are going with Jerry Judy. I'm going with Jerry Judy. This is the last, this is, I think this is the last game as a Bronco. Uh, I think he's going to have a big game. Jerry Stidham is going to find them. I know him and Stidham have a good connection. Uh, we've uh, seen that off and on the field uh, so far. It looks like he's now healthy. I know he was battling the flu last game. I think he's 100% healthy now, so I think Champagne's going to target him a little bit more. I think Stidham's going to look for him a little bit more. So I'm expecting a, a big game out of my guy on his way out at Denver so all these fans can stop complaining about him. They can start complaining about another receiver <laughs> next year. Defensive player of the game, um, Devontae Adams, get ready to get locked up, buddy. I'm going PS2 here. <laughs> um, I, I think it's going to be on locks for you, man. I think they're they're going to try forcing him the ball a little bit, and it's just not going to work. I would have gone Pat, but I'm going to change. I'm going to go Fabian Moreau. I think he makes the complete difference from the first time around. I think him and Jacoby Myers are going to be going at it. I look, you want to go him and Jaquan, kind of like two guys, because I know they're going to rotate them off Jacoby, but it's most likely going to be Fabian Moreau most of the game. So I'm going to go Fabian. I, I think he makes the difference, because last we all know what happened last game. Jesus Christ. Um, so we're I, such a, a much different defense. It's insane. my god, just 27 better not see the field, but um, all in all, I think he makes a difference. So, well, my defense player of the game, I'm going with Justin Simmons. I think he's gonna have a big game. I'm predicting another interception from him. I think I predicted that last uh preview uh, against the Chargers as well. I he has to get one this game, he just has to. I know O'Connell's going to throw the ball to him. He has to throw the ball to him. He's going to try to go deep. Yeah, he's going to test yeah. it for sure. Score predictions. I want to hear what you guys I, I want to hear what you guys got first cuz I'm a little bit on the same page as Jordan here. I'm going to go. Y'all might get mad at me for this. I'm going to go 17-16 Raiders. I got the Raiders winning this game. The I don't think the Broncos. Yeah, I I don't I'm not I don't have the the utmost confidence in the Broncos winning this game. Um I just don't know. I think it's going to come down to who wants it more. And, unfortunately, I think the Raiders are going to want it more. I think the Broncos are still kind of defeated from that Patriots game. I mean, it, it just doesn't seem like we're as, like, motivated as, you know, we were. Um, and I think the Raiders, Antonio Pierce, they're going to play for him to keep his job. And, he, like he said, he's going to play every single player this week. <laughs> that's not that's, – that's the last thing the Broncos could kind of want because guys are going to be fired up to try to help him keep his job for next year. The, the players want him there. I think they're, they're playing for a lot more than the Broncos this week. And I think at the end of the day, they're going to want him more. So I'm going 17-16 Raiders. All right. Well, I did say that I am predicting a Broncos blowout. So obviously you have the Broncos winning. I think it is a game to remember for a while just because 
it would be our first time we have a winning record in our division for a while. Winning record as uh, in the season will be nine and eight, and also just beating the crap out of the Raiders will always be something to uh, remember, especially after this streak that's been haunting us forever. I have the Broncos winning thirty to thirteen. Let's go, baby. I got okay. I've battled through a different amount of score predictions. It's 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 hard to predict that the Broncos will actually score like a lot, a lot of points just because when's the last time? I mean, we scored 29 against the Browns, but besides that, like when was the last time you scored like over 25? Like it's been a while. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and predict uh 25 to four. It's kind of a, a funky score prediction, but I got the Broncos scoring 25 points, the Raiders just scoring 16 points. It's not like a crazy. It's not like a crazy uh, blowout by any means, but um, I don't have the Raiders being any close in this game. Um, I think it's going to be one of those where they just barely get enough points in like garbage time. Like I, I think Sean Payne's going to be looking to break the streak this week. I think Jared Sinem definitely wants his revenge game. I think there's just a lot of stake for Broncos this week. I know the Raiders. I I could definitely see J Max point. Like the Raiders, it's going to be at their home, their home turf. Like they're not going to let us just come in there. Uh, and they're going to want to play spoiler, but. Um, I think the I think Sean Payne's got a few tricks up his sleeve. I think there's a lot of things he's been saving for this last game, especially with the Broncos not being in the playoffs. Like he's just gonna pull a lot of stuff out deep out of the playbook. And I think Jared Sidham, he's just a lot less limited than Russell Wilson. And Jared Sidham, baby, show him why you should have been starting since week eight, baby. Let's get it. I'm so excited for this game. I, I I've been more excited. This is probably the most excited I've been since like the Browns are like the Texans game. Show him why you should have been the damn starter for weeks now. He's going to open up this offense. Just watch. I'm excited. Um, anything else you guys want to leave off on the show um, before we uh, jump into this game tomorrow? Uh, I want to go off George's point. I don't – I think this will be Jerry Judy's last game. The only way I don't think it is if, is if him and Sean Payton actually have a conversation at some point and, you know, him accepting the fact that, I think it accountability has to be taken for Jerry Judy to stay a Bronco. No one takes the accountability of what happened this season. Then I think it's no way in hell that he even wants to come back to the organization. Somebody has to take accountability publicly about Jerry Judy being missed and just not the fact of him not playing well, the fact that he was missed being wide open. But I mean, situations like this, I just, I think Jerry Judy, he's two things are going to happen. He's going to get franchise tagged or he's going to just they're going to let him just hit the open market kind of like how they did Philip Lindsay, maybe put a tender on him. I, I don't even know if they can do that. I, I don't know if they can, but no. it's going to be one of those little ticky tack situations. But if I had to just put some like, you know, make a decision, I don't think Judy's going to stay. I think unfortunately it's going to be his last game. I think Justin Simmons is going to continue to be here. Yeah. Obviously, Rusty, he 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 he's. He's we all know about Russ. He he's on his way out. Um, but I I think you know all the the big players are going to be safe. You know Justin Simmons, Corlin Sutton's going to be back. Javante. Um, but I think Jerry Judy is probably the main one that I'm like this is going to be his last game as a Bronco. Yeah, unfortunately, no one will take accountability for it. Uh, that's just how it is. I mean the I mean I, Sean Payne knows. I think Sean Payne has a huge amount of respect for Judy. He's been, you know, he's been kind of defending him in the press uh, as of late. But again, when it comes to what the people in the building think to what the fans think, it's the discrepancy is huge. So the accountability from both sides will never kind of happen. I do think this is the last game. I don't think Judy would want 
I don't, I don't know why he would want to be in Denver again, especially just with what's been going on the whole time here. I think he's better off somewhere else for himself. And also just for the fans to stop criticizing every single thing that this kid does. I think it's best for everybody that they just all move on. And then it would just be very, very funny next year when fans are complaining that we don't have someone that can create separation. And then it's like, no, we, well, we did have that guy, but you guys ran him out the building. So, but it is what it is. It's not a, it's like talking to a brick wall at this point with yeah. uh, fans and trying to argue about his value and stuff. All they're going to say is about his drops and stuff like that. Even though when you look at the top guys and drops, it's all the big name guys and stuff. And then you take out the Chargers game and he's still below average and drops percentage and stuff like that. So at this point, it, it's not even worth arguing. I hope this is the last game he can go somewhere else and thrive somewhere else. And then I can just sit back here and just laugh at everybody when they kind of miss him at one point. Even though all the records that he does hold in uh, the Broncos, because I did see it the other day on a weekly release that the media puts out for Denver, that he has quite a few records like for the first four seasons as, as a Broncos wide receiver. He's in there with like Demarius Thomas and all these guys. So just, you know, a little ironic how fans kind of see him and how his uh, tenure was played out, but it is what it is. So yeah, that's where I was mistaken. I didn't know he had another option. I thought, I thought he had already, his fifth, the fifth year option was already exercised. It was. Yeah. Also, he's on the contract for next year. Yeah, the, uh, this I was right about to bring this up. The more and more I, th- I think about it, it was smart because if you didn't pick up that fifth-year option, he's going to be a free agent and you can't get yeah. anything oh, out of okay. him. So it, the fact that they did pick up the fifth-year option, now you have the ability to trade him and get something out of him rather oh, than no. just letting him walk. So they're very smart about how they went about that. So oh, Red, okay. Well, in that Red case, w by George Payton. Okay, well, in that case, I'm going to change my prediction. I, I think Judy's definitely staying in. I don't see – there's no way that Sean Payton's going to trade him for a bag of chips, for, for, for a bag of Fritos and an apple pie. I don't think he's going to get traded because I'm – because wherever – no team is going to give us, I think, high conversation that we're going to want unless they offer us, like, a third-round pick and a whole bunch of, like, maybe, like, a third and a six. I can see the Broncos taking, but I don't think a team is going to be that desperate enough to offer a third-round pick for Jerry Judy, so – I'm gonna change my pick. I, I didn't know he was under contract for next year. Oh yeah, he's definitely staying at that point. Yeah, well, I think at least for, for my for my sake, I hope he stays. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I, one other thing I do want to mention though, there was a report this morning. I don't know if you guys saw. I'm pretty sure you guys saw that uh, Schefter put out that Sean Payton controls the the destiny of uh, George Payton. After the season, that is, I saw that. That is it's almost like we've been saying that all year. That's crazy. So it looks you know like uh, I know we're talking about <laughs> we're, we're talking about a lot of people being the last game as a Bronco. I know he's not a player, but this his last he's game as the GM as the Bronco. Anybody that wants him to stay, don't don't count on it because he's gone. I guarantee. I, it. I I don't know, man. It, it's very it's interesting because. I mean, it's not like he has a role, and I feel like whoever Sean tries to bring in is going to really compete. You know what I'm saying? He's going to compete on decisions with Sean, so I don't know. I feel like if he does go, they're just going to make Sean like the GM coach. I mean, you might as well. I mean, because at that point, like, what's the point of bringing in somebody if Sean's going to have final say in everything? I feel like that's just another body in the room just to cause problems. 
But I think so with Judy having that option, no, I think definitely Cushionberry gets franchise tag. I think that's definitely the guy that we're probably getting the franchise tag and keep it. So interesting, interesting takes. Um with that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. If you're listening on YouTube, like this video uh, on YouTube. If you're listening over on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, please show the support over there as well. But with that being said, I'm your host, Samir Farrell, with my co-host, J-Mac and Jordan. With that being said, Broncos country, let's get benched.